Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello, welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. This is a part two of the top 10 rankings. Man, wow, we just finished the first episode. Woo! We needed some time in the corners to cool down after that one. <laughs> top 10 flopper of all time. Uh, uh, LeBron James. Uh, so we're gonna go into our <laughs> top five list. That's an argument. Um, so I don't know what you're talking about. So uh, we're getting a top five list. This is gonna be a podcast released the day after the part one of this ranking. So we're gonna head into five. It's gonna be the same format. We're gonna I'm gonna talk about my guy, and then you're gonna talk about yours. We'll go back and forth. We'll get some good takes. All right, my number five. For the top 10 from 2010 to 2020. Peak. Somebody, Christopher Muhammad had nine. Anthony Davis. Oh, my goodness. This guy's a three-point shooter, right? This guy has a butter mid-range game. You know, I'm talking about peak. So, technically, 2019 and 2020, yes, that NBA championship run. In the bubble. That whole season counts. I'm taking it. That guy, 26 points per game. That guy, 9.3 rebounds. Right? I mean, this guy is special. He is not an elite rebounder like Kevin Durant, Tim Duncan was, because they were, you know, 13 to 11. But um, this guy is the best defender in the league. He guards one through five. He is a insane shot blocker. It's ridiculous. His wingspan is feels like it suffocates the whole court. Um, his ability to shut anybody down and completely impact the interior of the paint is really special. I mean, this guy really does everything defensively. And then you add that three-point shooting ability. You add the killer mid-range game. You also in, add in his interior post game. And then him being the greatest pick and roll, roll man, maybe of all time since the pick and roll has been really being used. He might be. I, I'd rather have him than Carl Malone. That's saying something because he's known for the pick and roll with John Stockton. That was how they won a lot of games was that combination. So this guy is ridiculous as a lob threat too. I mean, he is. He's absolutely insane. I think at peak, this guy is the best power forward of all time. 
I mean, the best power forward of all time. He's got to be in the top five. Mm. But according to Christopher Muhammad, he's nine behind Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant. Little, little, little jab there. All right, let's see what you got, Chris. The only reason I have him nine, if you want to be, if you want to be completely honest, is because I didn't know we were doing 2010 to 2020s. So I thought we were doing 2010 to 2019. So I didn't, even, uh, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't include the championship run. Okay. Yeah, so that's why, like, a lot of my, like, if you look at my list, it's a little kind of off because I didn't really, I didn't think we were doing 2020s, but even though I included them later on. But I was like, mm-hmm. I did after you said so. I was like, oh, well, now my list is all messed up. I'm not gonna move them around because there's no reason to. So anyway, mm-hmm. okay, I agree. I agree with you. My my, my <clears throat> list is a little bit skewed. Besides the fact that James Harden is <clears throat> definitely number six, he should be lower because he's a flopper. Um, bucket getter. We're not gonna go for this right now because I'm, I'm t- this is this is an age old argument. We always argue about this person. I don't <laughs> like him. He's a great scorer for sure, but he just pirouettes and ballerinas and rolls on the floor. I mean, like if somebody passed gas, he'd fall on the floor and act like he just got shot in the face. It's anyway. So number five, I got Russell Westbrook. Who do you have six again? James Harden. I think there was a glitch in the matrix, Chris. Okay, go go on. <laughs> I got Russ number five. I have Russ number five because after the departure of Kevin Durant. Okay, listen to me now. That team was Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook only. Mm-hmm. And he will that team to the eighth seed, a first round playoff. I mean, yeah, like, what is he supposed to do? But he has nobody to pass to. But he was able to will his team several years in a row through the season. I mean, just off his scoring alone. I mean, like, how many 50 point games did he have? And it was just him. How many 40 point games did he have to have in order to win games? I mean, like, he's he created. I mean, like, yeah, he was having this triple-double. People were like, oh, stat padding. But it was not stat padding. He had to do it. He had to do this. Mm. This was integral. He had to do this. If he wanted to be a winner, he had to do it. And I don't like this narrative around Russell Westbrook that he's not a winner. He is a winner. He's Mm -hmm. a bona fide winner. He has all the attention and, I mean, and aggressiveness and intensity, all that. He has the total package. He has that killer instinct. He wants to win. It's just that... Mm -hmm. He keeps being put in these bad situations, which cause him to not be able to shine. <clears throat> he's not mm-hmm. able to show you that he is a winner because he's not winning. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, like the kept the pairing of him and Kevin Durant worked. It did. It did to an extent. To an extent, it worked. Mm-hmm. Now this pairing with him and Bradley Bill works even better. Now they just have to put it. The, the pairing into context and build around that pairing. They need somebody else other than Rui Hachimura and Ish Smith. I have Russell Westbrook number five because of his triple does not one triple double season, two triple double seasons. Mm-hmm. I have him there because of that. I mean, and then he won the MVP. I mean, he was the two time NBA assist leader. Two-time NBA scoring champion. These are, I mean, his accolades go on and on. I mean, all he needs to solidify his legacy at this point because he's already the number one in triple doubles. 
he just needs a ring. And I think that eventually he's going to get one, you know, maybe or maybe not. Maybe he'll get traded in his later years to a, you know, championship team. And he'll um, veteran leadership that team to a, to a ring or something. So just so he's just so he can, you know, make it to the finals, you know, cause he, he's had really bad. I mean, he's been to the finals when he was younger, but that's the only, that's the last time he's been there. I have Russell Westbrook five. So <clears throat> I agree on your points about Russell Westbrook, but you have him higher than James Harden. Yeah, because he's not falling all over the place. What? Houston Rockets. They trade for Russell Westbrook. Who's the second best player on the team? We literally Russ, saw it. Russ. This is this is a great example of James Harden slander. This is this is <laughs> this is this is like the pinnacle of James Harden and slander. Well, let's transition to number four because my number four James Harden. I mean, come on, come on! This guy is one of the top fifteen, top twenty scorers. In NBA history, right? He invoked the name Michael Jordan in points per game while averaging seven to eight assists. Michael Jordan and Will Chamberlain. This guy is so underrated because flopping. Right. People don't understand that it's a skill. People don't understand because it's harder than it looks to get the shooting form perfectly set up so that you can shoot at any point in time when somebody touches you. Yeah, he flops. Yeah, he draws fouls. Yeah, he looks for fouls. You want to know why? To, to be the checkmate. Basketball has always been about what can you do when somebody takes something away from you? Michael Jordan, what are you going to do when you take away your ability to attack the mid-range game? Steph Curry, what are you going to do when everybody takes away a three-point shot on the floor? He's one of the top five, top ten finishers at the rim, point guard position. LeBron James, what are you going to do when the Spurs in 2007 come up with that defense to completely take away the interior of the paint? I'm going to develop a three-point shot over time. James Harden's gifts are step-back threes, tough shot maker from everywhere on the floor, pick-and-roll god, okay? He's one of the greatest passers of this era. I would say top 10 to top 15. He's probably in that, that range, right? He is a great example of evolution in basketball and the checkmate. You want to get close? You want to try to take away my tough shots? You want to try to take away my step back threes? You want to try to take away my Euro step? Cool. I'm going to draw fouls. I'm going to get to the line. 
I'm going to do it more than LeBron James. I'm going to do it more than people that attack the rim. I'm going to leave everybody asking why, how. It makes no sense. He's not doing what we've always seen. It's always been, it's, it's always been great athletic attacker of the basket, high free throw shooter. We've never seen a guy that's highly skilled that's not a great dunking guy get a lot of free throws. It breaks it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Steph Curry's ability to shoot off balance, ability to just shoot straight off the dribble, shoot from range, broke what we knew about three-point shooting. James Harden broke what we knew about getting to the free throw line. And I broke it down in the last, pod, last podcast. I'll break it down real short and sweet. Steve Nash won the MVP. All the talk, see a seven-second offense, seven-second offense, seven-second offense. It must be great for those guards. Steve Nash didn't average more than 20 points per game. More than 20 points per game. Mm-hmm. You know why we think that? Because we see a lot of people on TV like Shaq, who's jealous because he probably should have won those MVPs. You know, so he's going to talk about anybody can do it in that offense. Mm-hmm. No. Not everybody can do it in that offense. Not everybody can do it like James Harden with nobody else on the team that can create like him other than you know having Chris Paul for a little bit where he made deep playoff runs. This guy is he's revolutionary in the NBA. You know what I mean? If you don't believe me, watch Trey Young. Trey Young right now, he's a flopper. We love Trey Young, but he gets to the free throw line. Luka Doncic. You watch him play, he gets to the free throw line, he draws fouls. James Harden revolution in the NBA in a different way than Steph Curry did. It's never going to go back. You're never going to be able to see the 90s again. These guys are so skilled and so smart that they outsmarted the system. They figured out how to draw fouls and get to the free throw line and take advantage of everybody, the defensive coverages, how you play somebody. Right, they just they just exploit defensive teachings. That's all it is. They take what you give them and they exploit it. And James Harden, yeah, he draws fouls. He gets to the free throw line, but he's phenomenal. Thirty six points per game is legendary. I never seen LeBron James do that except in the NBA Finals, which is why he's the goat. But you know, we're talking about a guy that's top twenty five all time. And I don't really care what anybody else says because I don't think they're right. I don't think they understand it. So, yeah, James Harden for Who you got? Kawhi Leonard. All right. I got Kawhi Leonard for because we, with his build, okay, for one, he has all the makings of the star. He has these really big hands, so he's a really good defensive guy. You know what I'm saying? We normally see guys who are either really good at scoring or really good at defense. This guy has the makings of both. He can play defense at a high level. He can also score at a high level. I mean, we have seen him mm-hmm. lead teams before. I mean, like, we've seen him grow in the NBA. We've seen him. Right. Who the hell is this guy guarding LeBron James in these finals with the Spurs to – Kawhi Leonard is the face of a franchise now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we've seen this guy grow and develop, and we have seen what he has able to become. And now we now we're starting to be witness to what he is. 
he is he has his you know he doesn't have that great of a three-point shot but he has like a three-point shot and then he can also go inside he can okay so basically what i was go ahead and say i'll just say it just sum it up he's a three-level score so he can right. shoot from the three he can also back it in but he's majority where he thrives the most is from free throw line extended that's where he thrives hmm. When he gets, right. he's just like all of the other greats, like LeBron and Kobe and Mike. They all have this post fadeaway game, which is almost unstoppable. Like he has his mid range game, which he just abuses. He abuses mm. the mid range, and when he gets there, it's automatic. You can't stop his mid range. So I have right. him number four. I mean, he also won a champ. He's, he, he's a two-time NBA champion, one with the Spurs, one with the Toronto Raptors during this time. I mean, he was a two-time finals MVP because he won the finals MVP. And we were like, who the hell is Kawhi Leonard? He won the finals MVP. And then he won the finals Leonard. We know like, oh, that's Kawhi Leonard. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, we've seen the growth. We've seen the change. We've seen flashes. And then we were like, who the fuck? And now we're like, oh, this who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I agree that he's a really good player. I know I have him seven. Um... You know, I really love Dame and Anthony Davis and uh, <clears throat> James Harden, but I'm not angry at it. You know what I mean? I, I get it. He is ridiculous in the mid-range. He's probably the uh, the closest to Kobe Bryant with, like, the mid-range moves. You know what I mean? He's very similar moves. You definitely see that he got taught by him. You, you know, I, there's pictures out there of him right next to him. So, you know, and, and he grew up in L.A., so he, he probably was watching him a lot growing up. So... Yeah, this this guy's really special. He's a phenomenal defender. I, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. Um I probably yeah, I obviously wouldn't have him ahead of James Harden, Anthony Davis, and Damon Lillard, but you know, I feel like they're all in the same range. So I'm not mad at it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm guessing most of the tension of this podcast will be delayed because I think we're probably gonna have the same top three. Yeah. So, my three is Steph Curry. Mm. Do you not have him three? N- no. Whoa. All right. This is going to be interesting. We didn't even talk about this. one. It would be live on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, this guy's a god of three-point shooting. I mean, he is literally to three-point shooting as Will Chamberlain is a scoring. He's completely revolutionary. He shattered everything we want and every everything we've ever known about three point shooting. Mm-hmm. His range and his ability to attract defense and draw everybody in is really really special. I mean, it's it's definitely an underrated ability because now everybody's twenty eight feet out instead of you know twenty two feet out. You know what I mean? So the pick and rolls got more space room. We got more space for cutters and Draymond to do crazy things. Uh, you know, his his ability to be a phenomenal creator step back threes he's a five to six point per game assist guy we've got two mvps in this era multiple rings but that was what he was before mark jackson post steve kerr now we have a master class in off the ball movement you have to guard him everywhere every single second of the the 24 second shot clock Everybody has to have their eyes on him. Steph Curry does not have hops. Steph Curry does not have extreme explosiveness. But what I think he might have is some of the greatest stamina we've ever seen from a player with everything that he's asked to do offensively. He literally could be like Mo Farah and win the five-kilometer run. Like He's ridiculous. I mean, he's literally 
literally just running all the time off the ball screens. You would take his eye off him. He's going to re, re go in the corner. He's going to run around screens. He's just, he's, that's his next level of shooting ability. He's just creates so much for his team. He's a, such a positive force. I personally view him. I want to say it right here. Greatest point guard of all time. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I really believe in this guy. He is a transcendent talent. Um, I love watching him play, even though, you know, we're Cavs fans here. So sadly, he's he's kind of our enemy. But uh, yeah, yeah, this dude is ridiculous. Just nasty on the basketball court. Let's see what you got, Chris. So for number three, I have Kevin Durant. I have Kevin Durant, number three. Yeah, um, let's get into it. So he joined the 50-40-90 club in 2013. So we already know that he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, scorer at his position. Definitely a top 10 scorer of all time. I mean, he was able to show us this playoff, what he could do. You know, he was able to wheel a team a little bit, kind of, without his two backups, you know, to a 49-point explosion, then even a 48-point game in his uh, elimination game as well. I mean, well, we're talking about his OKC days. This is where we start at. So, I mean, mm. he was the de facto leader of that team. I mean, like, he was, supposed, he was supposed to be Batman. Russ was supposed to be Robin. You can't be two Batmans. You know, you, Russ wanted to be Batman. KD was definitely Batman. He had to define, mm. you know, that's why he ended up having to leave. Um, besides the fact that he was a snake, he's a cupcake, but uh, yeah, so I mean, like, we're looking at one of the most prolific scores. I don't really have the stats one hand right now of what he was able to do, but I know that he had to be averaging anywhere from probably t- high 20s to upper 30 in points. It's it's at 20, he's averaging 25, and then basically it ranges anywhere from 25 to 30. Two. 25 to, yeah, 25 to 30. I say, yeah, I, you know, upper. Okay, so 25 to 30 points a game, 32 points a game. I mean, like, you're looking at, like I said, one of the greatest scores of all time. Fudge. Um, he's a two-time NBA champion. I mean, like, he won the NBA's final MVP. He even won an MVP because of the, because it was kind of weird seeing this OKC team because it was like when Russ was out, KD shined like no other star could shine. And then when mm-hmm. KD was out, it was like Russ. So it was like meant to be eventually broken up for them each to get their own team at some point. Um, he was even an NBA steals leader. That's not somebody, that's something that they even know. He was NBA steals leader in 2016. So, I mean, like he was even a defensive threat and not just an offensive threat um, in the NBA during this decade. Wait, did you say... Who? I mean, no, 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 no. I'm looking at the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, not Kevin Durant. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Ten times NBA All Star, two times NBA All Star MVP. I mean, like the list goes on. I think he's three because I think that the person I have number two is better. So it's inevitable that we're gonna gar- argue, Curry, KD. Yeah. Do you want to just? kind of transition into two and then after we both get everything out and then we can go yeah we've got to pay attention to time but yeah okay well my number two kevin durant 611 great athlete you know what i mean 
you know, lateral quickness is absolutely ridiculous at that 6'11 size. He's got a great first step. You can tell he played a lot of street basketball because he's got a great handle. Okay, 6'11 with that kind of handle, ridiculous. All right. I mean, if he was in the 90s, people would look at him like he's crazy because his ability to be so tall, shoot the three-point shot better than anybody from that era, shoot the mid-range shot better than anybody from that era, and attack the basket like he can. It's ridiculous. He will he'll literally break the matrix. They will just look at him and freeze and say, wow. It's 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 amazing. I mean, Dennis Rodman stopping him? No way. I mean, he makes LeBron James look like an average defender. Okay, when he's on him. He's ridiculous at peak. If you don't believe me, sadly, watch him play against LeBron James with the Warriors. He's giving him buckets the whole time. I mean, this guy is ridiculous. You did mention that he's a 40, 50, 90 guy, which I have too. Uh, His footwork is insane. I mean, if you gave Kobe Bryant a 6'11 body, he would look like Kevin Durant. That's how insane his mid-range footwork and mid-range shooting ability is. Now you have to add in Ray Allen's Three-point shooting ability. Oh, he's a better ball handler than Kobe Bryant. Give him somebody from the 2000s that's got a good ball handle. Now, you, now you're talking Kevin Durant. At peak, he's going to give up around four assists, so it's not as bad as it used to be for the Oklahoma City Thunder when he was younger, like maybe two or three years in the, in the NBA. But this guy is also a really good weak side shot blocker. You know, with the Warriors, who's really a force uh, as a shot blocker. This guy... In my opinion, you said top 10 greatest score of all time. He's the greatest score of all time, Chris, in my opinion. I mean, this is how ridiculous it is. If I just say field goal percentage matches to the player, 53% mm. from the field goal percentage. That sounds like a center. This We know what this guy is. That's how efficient he is, right? I'm, I'm just d- describing a guard skill set, right? Mm. He has a great guard's skill set i mean this guy is special it's just he's gonna shoot over anybody it doesn't really matter and uh i think people have gotten spoiled by him i think he is the greatest scorer of all time you see him every night and you're like it's just another night of kobe kevin durant shooting over everybody i mean i think he's a better player than larry bird I, I think he's top five best players of all time. The only reason why he's not appreciated like that is because he plays with LeBron James. He plays in the same era as LeBron James. You put him in the set in the uh, 70s, I think he's better than Kareem. I understand some people may not think he's better than Kareem, but I think he is. Um, and then you also have the uh, just... When you break him down, it's just obvious. This is he's a transcendent talent. He really is. Yeah. So who you got to? Ask Steph Curry too, and I want to go ahead and agree with you, but then also disagree. I don't have Kevin Durant number two because I just don't believe in his individual um, talent to lead a team because he's always needed that second and third person. We've seen it. 
I mean, like, he wasn't able to do it with Russ. I mean, I understand there was a little bit of mismatch in there. Um, he was able to do it as long as he had Curry and Clay on the same team, so I don't really believe in him. And then the fact that he wasn't – this was his time to shine during by having Kyrie and Harden out and still wasn't able to do it. I mean, I understand the Bucks were, like, supposed to be, like – I mean, there was pretty evenly matched teams – and Kevin Durant, if he's supposed to be like so great, he's supposed to will his team past that. I mean, that's what we would expect from LeBron. So let's start, you know, pointing the finger at Kevin Durant the same way. You are supposed to will your team past this. He's so amazing that you say that when he's dropped 48 and 49 and third out of two out of three games in the yeah. Talos five games of the move at the final, at least the, the playoff series. That's true. But anyway, Steph Curry. So Steph Curry, I have him number two because I believe he's like, the best point guard of all time. I can't say he's the best point guard of all time. I have him anywhere but number two because he really. Okay, think about this for a second. He didn't come in the league doing what he's doing now. He didn't read. He didn't peak until he was like almost 30 years old. And that's when he was like hitting rings and back to back MVPs. Like, think about this for a second. Like, he's later on in his career and he's able to be as effective as he was when he first came in the league because of his style of play. I mean, like he's just, he lives around the three point line. He's a consecutive, efficient and consistent shooter from the three point Mm -hmm. line. I mean, he's one of the most efficient. I think he leads the league and you know, he's number one on the, on the all time three point list. I mean, he beat Reggie Miller. I'm just two all unanimous MVP. He, that goes without saying like he deserves to be on this list. Um, don't really want to go into it too much because you've already talked about it. Can we move to number one? Because I believe you have the same number one. Yes. The GOAT LeBron James. I mean, this guy is literally, if you take away, if you start with Magic Johnson, 6'9", you take away 98% of his passing ability. You add LeBron James' ridiculous God-given athletic ability. You add scoring. You add three-point shooting. You add a phenomenal defender. You add rebounding ability. You get... LeBron James. Like, this guy is absolutely ridiculous. He's above, every, head and shoulders above everybody else in the field. He is, is, in my opinion, the greatest team defender of all time. Guard every single position. He is just so amazing. Nobody really appreciates how great he is, in my opinion. It's just, he's the GOAT, man. He's, he's absolutely ridiculous. His stats back it up. Is You can't stop him. What's your take? I couldn't agree more. I mean, all I want to say is that, like, He's underappreciated. He needs to get his flowers while he's in there because he's so great that yes. we're not even like thinking about what it's, what the NBA would look like without him because we've are, we've seen and we experienced him for so long. We keep saying that Father Thomas shot knocking on his shoulder, but this was year seventeen and he was mm-hmm. still doing the same things. Maybe not be jumping as high, but he has evolved his game to a level where he still can be considered the best player in the NBA. Yes, he's literally been the best player in the NBA this whole decade. That's literally, how, that's his greatness. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just he does everything on the basketball floor except shoot threes. It's just Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain aren't like this guy. This guy is just the evolution of basketball has passed those guys by. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what the point of the series, man. And it's the ending is LeBron James is the best player. And the best player of the next era will probably be the next best player. It's just the way it's always going to go. They always get better. Yep. Time and development is inevitable. Yes, sir. Evolution is inevitable. Also. Alright. Alrighty. Well, this is gonna be the ending of the basketball addicts part two podcast. 
Thank you for joining us. It was a really good one. Really appreciate you listening to us. And uh, yeah, so I'm Jason Collins. I'm Chris Muhammad. We're the Basketball Addicts. Peace.